Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 37 of Movie Dumpster. We got a special guest today, my lovely fiance, Julie Lockwood. Uh, it is me. It is me. Trashing Through the Snow continues with The Holiday Switch from 2007, directed by Burt Kish. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I was Connor McGraw, but he died an hour and a half ago. And I'm Julie Lockwood. And it's her fault. <laughs> Welcome to the dumpster. What is it, honey? Have you seen this pile of laundry, Gary? And where are the Christmas lights? We're the only house on the whole block without any up. Sounds like fun down there. Yeah, this movie was a piece of shit, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, like, I know everything we watch has a certain level of, like, subpar quality to it, but this is, like, this was especially bad. <laughs> You're welcome. This is a rare kind of bad, which is Lifetime bad, and, like, I thought Lifetime movies were where the main character is either beaten or molested by an evil husband, uh, and then... <laughs> There's some kind of weird drama afterwards. You have some dark thoughts about Lifetime, Connor. He's not wrong. No, my mom watched this shit all the goddamn time when I was little, and every fucking movie is about a woman being beaten or attacked or something, and everything with a pair of testicles was just a furrowed-browed evil maniac. (laughs) (laughs) And now it seems we've moved on to uh, uh, Christmas is about material goods, and that's it. Just like reality. Seriously. And first world problems out the ass. Jules, want to drop some fucking lore bombs on us about where this came from and how you came upon this? Yeah. The first time I watched this was with your mother (laughs) decorating the fucking (laughs) Christmas tree. And this came on Lifetime. She's like, oh, this seems nice. I'm like, all right, let's watch it. And it's a piece of fucking shit. (laughs) I was going to say, like, a movie, a movie on Lifetime has to be like, like, really, like, uniquely bad for it to catch your attention while you're doing something else. I think it was crawling through the fucking washing machine that did it oh don't give it away what the fuck <laughs> that's the plot i mean you can, yeah it, it, it spoil that is inescapable if you had to tell someone what this movie's about plot crunch this woman is just a fucking garbage person that <laughs> hates her, <laughs> hates her fucking life and her wonderful husband and she crawls through her dryer into an alternate dimension where she also hates her life and doesn't appreciate jack shit Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's it. There is literally no lesson to be had in this fucking movie. I looked over at John Hurt while I was watching this movie, and he said, I had nothing to do with this. This is all her fault. Look at her. She's a, a rank amateur. Well, no, because it's John Hughes Buchanan now. And that's why this movie was made by John Hughes Buchanan because it's just it, I'm, I literally watching this movie and like a third of it through it I was like did John Hughes write this? Well, uh, no, because you want to know why? Because none of the characters are likable whatsoever. None. Maybe Gary. Poor Gary, who is shat on by everything with a pulse in this movie. This should have been <laughs> Gary's movie. A very Gary Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, it's the other half of the movie told from a much happier perspective. A very much more, like, optimistic perspective. <laughs> it's like, my wife's unhappy. Maybe I should do something about it. Then she's like, "Why you're, you're, we're poor. Fuck you. I hate you. I wish you were rich. I wish I was anywhere else but here. I'm going to go sarcastically joke about vacationing on the Louvre while you go to work or something. <laughs> 
See you, babe. Gonna go break my ass to feed our children. Bye. Our children that you clearly hate. Oh no, she loves them. Uh, does she? No, no. Because uh, <laughs> when she uh, when she gets when she gets plucked into uh, Earth Two, she completely fucking forgets about it. <laughs> Where's the fucking anti-monitor when you need him? God, wipe this goddamn Earth off the multiverse map, thank you. So we we, we open this piece of garbage with this fucking rendition of Jingle Bells? <laughs> the worst I've ever fucking heard. It sounds like it came from the fucking Neverhood. <laughs> Potatoes and potatoes and peas. Do, 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 do. My, my jingle bells, my baby bells. It sounds like they were like in the recording booth and they stepped outside. They're like, hey, hey, you over there pushing the fucking broom. Come in here real quick. Sing this song. You know jingle bells, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. And he's like, get in front of the microphone. And he's just like, boop, doop, doop, jingle bells. Jingle bells. There is a song in the neighborhood called Everybody Wayo, and it's deliberately created to be droning and as irritating as possible whilst you engage <laughs> one of the longest puzzles in the game. Uh, and that's what this sounded like. So, yeah. So so we open up on that, and there's, like, these, this little girl, this sweet little girl making um, all these Christmas decorations and shit. And then we just open up, and right out of the gate, we're hit right in the face with this fucking bitch of a woman. And she's like, hey, why is all this fucking laundry here? Why are we poor? Why, Christmas sucks. Why don't we have a tree? How come we don't have a nice car? Husband, where are the Christmas lights? <laughs> this woman is meandering around in her basement in a fucking giant pile of clothes and she's like, man, there's so much fucking laundry. Where's the Christmas lights? They're like right behind her the whole fucking time. She's not even trying to look for the shit. Well, Joe, that's because she thought it was the innards of the Terminator. Oh, uh, what'd you find there, Gare Bear? The fucking uh, innards of the Terminator? No, they're the fucking Christmas lights that are 900 years old. That still have like tinsel and shit attached to them? It's like, do you guys ever clean those things off? You know he stole them from somewhere, but that's okay. You know, they don't have a lot of money. <laughs> Saintly Gary has to do what he can. Everything will be fine. Optimism. Have a nice glass of it. I wake up every morning and I, I, my, my fucking natural exuberance spills all over the place. And your wine does too. So yeah, they're at the, they're at the table and or the little girl is at the table, her daughter. What are the kids' names again? Olivia and Eleanor. But don't call her Ellie because she fucking hates it. Oh, she sure does. Yeah, and, and apparently Ellie doesn't have parties at junior high. Bull fucking shit. I had parties all the goddamn time. We had class parties left and right. I mean, I, I like the spirit of a holiday is supposed to be around people you love, but this movie is sending the exact opposite message, which is the people that you love will irritate you and you should get money. Yeah, and it never changes. That's the whole thing. Like, I was expecting, like, this Scrooge kind of fucking deal happening. That doesn't happen at all, though. Oh, no fucking way. The, the, the magical twist of this movie is very, like... It's kind of like, sh it just shrugs. It goes like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I thought I was watching like a fucking alternate universe Groundhog Day towards the end there. <laughs> oh my God. This movie goes to some bizarre places at some points. So we're, so we're at the breakfast table and we're introduced to her, her little daughter. Um, I already forgot her fucking name because who could care? <laughs> Olivia. Olivia. Olivia's so sweet and innocent, and she's like, I love Christmas, and I like making decorations. Mom, are we going to get a Christmas tree? No, we're not going to get a fucking Christmas tree because your father's poor, and his fucking construction business is a piece of shit, and I'm a piece of garbage. That's basically <laughs> what's going on. Is this woman the cigar-smoking uh, executive we always talk about? Yeah, seriously. Sorry. Would you uh, do I have to put the pitch up? <laughs> Sucks. Sounds about right. So, uh, by the way, um, 
this is the chick from Charles in Charge, the mom? Yeah. Yeah, she's also on Baywatch, apparently. Like, I knew her name and had to Google it and check that. Yeah, apparently. I guess her and Scott Bayo have some kind of drama. I didn't look too far into it. I think everybody has drama with Scott Bayo. Of all people. Isn't she like a little kid on that show or a young kid? Uh, I think she's young-ish. I think he claimed that she, that she said that he assaulted her. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, uh, while she was underage. Oh, shit. That's her? Yeah. Oh, no wonder she's doing this movie. No wonder she hates Christmas. Oh, I also saw an article saying she was, she was like, drowning in debt. I'm like, that's why you're on Lifetime. Oh. <laughs> it all makes sense. Kind of like why Nicolas Cage would just be like, yeah, I'll do your movie. What's it about? This movie would be so much better with Nicolas Cage in it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Imagine. Nicolas Cage is Gary. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> Instead of this Chip Gaines lookalike. Napoleon Dynamite looking motherfucker. Paula! A, B, C, D! <laughs> <laughs> So Paula comes upstairs, and she or, or she doesn't even come upstairs. She's just complaining in the fucking basement, and and then her her yeah, Eleanor is is the older child, and and she's like a spitting image of her mother. She's like, I hate Christmas too, and bam, 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 fucking, it, it's stupid. Santa's not coming, and we don't have a tree, and blah blah blah. Jesus was born this summertime anyway. Uh, this girl's angsty, and we never get a reason why. She's just like, I'm like, you're just a shitty teenager, so I don't really feel bad for you. Like, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, so they're not like poor, like on the street poor, but the, you know they don't have a lot of money, but they're not very humble whatsoever. Oh, no, especially not Paula. Paula is fucking. She is a. She is an affluent wench. Like she's just. Let's call a spade a spade, dude. She's going through a fucking midlife crisis. Oh, completely. She's like, oh my god, I should have married the other guy. I hate my life. She's like, oh my god, I married like a Norman Osborn looking guy who never stops smiling. Why is he so happy? I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> Those are her problems. Seriously. Stop smiling. She hates her husband because he's, like, positive. <laughs> he's like, the glass is half full, honey. Why don't you go shut up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my shit. God. Oh, man. Um, I also noticed that this movie is comprised of lots of weird close-ups and really bad editing. Oh, yeah. But it's also a lifetime film, so, I mean, the bar can only be set so high in that department. That's basically, like, the whole beginning of this movie, though. Yeah. Like, it's just her complaining non Stop. And then, and then, like, she finds some box in the basement that says, like, our first Christmas. She opens it up and finds this, like, cute little ornament they have. And they have, like, they kind of, they're, like, reminisce about it. And then she takes a step, like, the biggest step in history. Uh, like, <laughs> like, just bump, like, crashes into her husband, drops this thing, and she's like, good job, ass. She doesn't even care. So that should be, like, a sentimental piece. She doesn't even give a fuck. She's like, oh, great. Now I gotta clean this fucking mess up. She's like, look what you did, Gary. Yeah, look what you did, you little Gary. Well, then, you know, she asked Gary to take the kids to school, and they have this stupid montage of this woman getting all the calls from the debt collectors, and she's like, eh, you know, the check's in the mail. Uh, uh. This fucking, this montage feels like it went on forever. Well, they're very in debt. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, we get it. They're they're super in debt. She's cutting up credit cards. They can't afford shit. And I'm thinking to myself, like, bitch, you have been home all day and you have done nothing. Go get a fucking job. Like, what do you do about this stuff? Like, you just sit there and chide your husband for not making enough money? Or like, what's the, or, do you have a job? Like, Well, and she clearly used to be an artist of some kind and she just gave up on it. Oh, they're a fucking, they're a house hunters couple. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. She was like an artist or some shit. 
and she like worked at a gallery and she has this creepy fucking portfolio full of all these newspaper clippings of this guy she used to know in high school. Oh my god. Yeah, she's flipping through it and it's like, oh, a painting with fucking flowers and a landscape. Oh, and here's my ex-boyfriend and his new wife and their <laughs> house. Like, what the fuck? And it's all hidden inside this portfolio. So weird. Dozens of these pictures, like, you've got fucking issues. Get a fucking divorce. Like, but they're not old. <laughs> yeah, they're from like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, they were like from last week. Nicholas fucking opens up a brand new gallery. Here's the clipping in my fucking closet. You're like, what does she do if her husband goes in there and is like, uh, honey, uh, what, what's this with your uh, old paintings? He's like really pleasantly passive aggressive, but he opens a newspaper and finds a big fucking square missing. He's like, huh, <laughs> ain't that a thing? Anyway, honey, how was your day? <laughs> Where'd the sports section go? I bet the kids are using it for Christmas crafts. <laughs> Gary is, like, fending off an aneurysm the entire time, just being this positive all the time. <sighs> Bless his heart. Um, also, like, when she's, like, going around the house, there's, like, this fucking dime store-ass John Williams Home Alone fucking music playing. Did anybody else catch this? Yeah, John Hughes Buchanan, man. Don't, don't fucking forget about it. It's like... I was waiting for Marv to turn the fucking corner. <laughs> Uh, if only. Silver tuna tonight. I mean, that would have made this movie a whole lot more interesting if this woman had to actually go through some sort of peril to learn a lesson. Um, she goes through zero peril, learns zero lessons, and that's the biggest folly of this piece of shit. She finds the clippings, and then, like, the fucking creepy bitch she is goes and drives <laughs> past this guy's fucking yeah. house. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, yeah, and to, and to really show that they're poor, of course, the fucking windshield of her car's cracked. Yeah, and then she's, like, she's spying on them out, like, in some, like, residential, like, store area. She's across the street, and then when she's at risk of being noticed, she runs inside some clothing store. Oh, yeah. Like, like anybody who has no money, they're just gonna wander the street <laughs> and run into stores. Like, what's your fucking plan today? Is, is this what you're doing? instead of working because I got a couple alternatives. Like go into the store and ask for an application? <laughs> well, she was going to and then she saw Nancy Grace behind the counter and she fucking turned the other direction. Oh, God. She spies She spies her, her man crush, Nick. Mr. Kensington. Nick Kensington. Uh, with his with his uh, beautiful German model lady girlfriend. Yo, she's hot. Yo, she's a babe. Okay, she, she looks like every villainess from every 90s action movie movie ever especially the girl from die hard with a vengeance yes but that's okay i love it is that my cue to supposed to think that i'm like i'm like oh she's bad right oh this movie is not giving me any good cues <laughs> turns out she's pretty nice they set her up like one of the fucking plastics from mean girls it turns out she's entirely pleasant and really not that mean <laughs> well in the upside down she's okay so pleasant uh and then uh she hides in a fucking uh dressing room uh and just waits and then pops out horribly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she sees them on the street. She sees Nick and, and his woman on the street, and she, like, ducks out into this fucking place. Yeah. Um, and they come in the store, I guess, and she's just hanging out in the dressing room, and she jumps out, and, like, Nick's right there. And why did he give me John Daggett from Dark Knight Rises vibes? He came out, he was like, your attack on the stock market didn't work, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> And he's fucking square-jawed and just, I'm like, you look like someone who would star in a USA TV show. Like, there's everything about you is so plain. 
So he's like, he's like, hey, Paula. Oh, oh, she like peeks her. So she peeks her head out of the fucking um, dressing room, and she's like, and she doesn't see them. And then fucking Nick from off screen's like, hey, Paula, how you doing? Didn't see you there. I thought that was you. How's it going? Are you still an artist? No, you're a fucking loser. You hanging out with Gary or whatever? I'm rich. <laughs> By the way, here's my beautiful German girlfriend, but I got the hots for you because you're plain and poor. And that's risky for me. So he's a real scumbag, too, because he's like, hey, what, you want to come to my gallery opening? You still painting? He's immediately someone who just gives off, like, a, a really unlikable vibe, and she's like, oh, my God, eh. Like, she's fucking drooling over this guy. Yeah, this is this is the kind of guy that, like, walks around and, like, expects women to just, like, hand their vaginas to him. But why? <laughs> He's so gross. Who was asking the hard questions? Uh, yeah. No, no thank you. That's going to be a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't seen each other in fucking five years, apparently. So she's just been collecting these clippings of him, thinking about him since the last time she saw him at somebody's fucking funeral or something. I don't even know. His dad's funeral. She's right. like, I, when's the last time we saw each other? At your father's wake. And he's like, oh, yeah. Remember that? Anyway. When your dad died, right? <laughs> sure was. Yeah, she, like, used to be an art. Like, it's very fuzzy because, like, she was an artist or something. And, like, she does these shitty, like, floral paintings that you'd find in, like, consignment shops that old people buy and, like, down the shore. And he's like, oh, uh, you know, what happened? You, you stopped coming. You stopped working at the gallery. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you had a fucking job working at an art gallery? And then what? You just stopped? This was four years ago. How old? How old's your oldest? Twelve? Because what, what does he say? It was his, his, she worked at his father's gathering. I guess when he died, she just stopped working there? I guess. I guess it was like, you know, he bought it or whatever. It's not really clear. She gave up on life? Yeah, clearly. So Nick's like, oh, well, here, come to my opening. You should wear that dress. All right, I'll, fu- I'll try fucking you later. Bye. And him <laughs> and his girlfriend leave. And, um... She asks, like, the lady how much this red dress is, this godforsaken red fucking dress. Uh, she's like, oh, how much is this? She's like, oh, that's $1,200. And she's like, plush tax? Blah, plush tax, yes. She's like, all right, well, I, you know what? I, I think I'll just come back tomorrow. So she leaves. Yeah, maybe later. <laughs> yeah, you can keep this. Bye. So she goes home, and Gary's there, and he's like, hi, honey, I had a great day at work. Everything's going good. Uh, You know, the construction business is picking up. I love you. I love our kids. And she's like, fuck you, Gary, you fucking asshole. (laughs) This is the point in the movie that I just knew she hated her husband. Yeah, because she's like, like, what are you so happy about? I saw the guy that I could have been fucking instead of you, and I could be rich right now. Instead, I'm here. Cooking and cleaning and ugh. yeah, and then like he's he's like, all right, kids are going to school, I'm going to work, and she he's like, what are you gonna do today? She's like, maybe I'll go vacation in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll fucking have brunch with Cindy at the fucking at the Lou or whatever the fuck she's talking. at the country club. I'm not allowed to go to because <laughs> I'm poor. Because you don't work enough. And she's just super nasty, and then she's like, sorry, Gary. Like you're not fucking sorry she's not sorry for anything you meant every one of those words <laughs> uh so she goes downstairs and uh she's she's 
I don't know what she's doing. She she goes down to the basement a few times and she's cleaning up or meandering around or doing whatever. Not even doing the laundry, just down there skulking. I was gonna say she's she's not folding the laundry again. I guess sifting through the laundry for something to wear. Oh yeah, yeah. She's trying to find something to wear and she's complaining. Ah, oh, I have nothing. Nothing I have is good. Nothing I have is good. Oh, to go to the gallery. Yeah. Out of the corner of her ear, she hears a voice from the dryer. Hugsy. Cat. <laughs> Fucking Hugsy. Fucking Huggins is in there. Her eyes are, glow- you know, red, glowing like Jody. The, the fucking Hug-a-bunch is beckoning her into the fucking dryer. We're here for your bone marrow. <laughs> Come on, we got a red dress in here. Want to wear it? It's free. You just hear Aunt Agatha in there screaming, I'm still alive. Please, someone end my life. We got credit cards with no limits. She crawls right in. <laughs> oh, shit, be there in a jiff. She fucking head dives right into the, the, the fucking dryer. <laughs> So yeah, so she so she hears and she's like, oh, I must be hearing things, and then goes back upstairs to do some more of nothing. No, she goes back upstairs to give her husband more of a hard time. Yeah, and they're they're getting ready for this fucking art gallery. They're going to uh, uh, to and she's like she puts on some outfit and they get there and she's like, there's a safety pin in my skirt. Ah, <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do? I'm like, calm down. You're an art gallery. Someone will probably walk up to you and go, that's really trendy. Where'd you get it? She literally says all the other girls are going to be wearing $1,200 dresses in there. And everyone in there got their outfit at Marshall's. Chill the fuck out, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> calm the fuck down. Um, They're at this fucking snooty ass art gallery. Um, And she immediately like leaves her husband to go hang out with um like... His also ex girl. I don't know who who's who's this woman. That's Gary's ex girlfriend, Janine. Yeah, you can tell how how little she cares about this marriage. She's like, "Here's your ex girlfriend. I'm gonna go meander. Fuck off." Well, even Gary's like, "Why don't you go say hi to Nick? Why don't you go do that, Paula?" She's like, "Okay, bye." I'm gonna talk to somebody who appreciates me and painting houses and being a construction worker. Gary found those cutouts and he just was like, "Ah, this is sad. Mm, should be nice to my wife about this. It's kind of weird." I wonder if there's something I can do about this. There's also, like, this shitty, like, Ace of Base cover playing. Like, it's like a lounge version of It's a Beautiful Life just playing in the background. What would an Ace of Base ripoff band be called? Like, what, Spade of, I don't know. Spade of, of, of... I got nothing. I'm we're we're spade we're we're spade of soprano, and we're gonna sing some bad pop music for you. <laughs> we're gonna drive until the break of dawn. Is this like next door to that shitty ass art gallery from the Runestone? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, <laughs> dude. I wish Fenrir crashed through this fucking wall and just murdered these people. Fanducci shows and he's got a little gray hair. It's been some years since he's had to show up at an art gallery with a gun. He's like, a werewolf again? Wow! Oh, always with these fucking art galleries. What gives? Want a fucking Pez? Jim Carrey runs in with the fucking mask and he's got to chase him down. <laughs> Doyle! So she's like, so she's like, yeah, you hang out with Red. I'm going to go f- try to fuck Patrick Bateman. Bye. So she walks over to him. <laughs> Imagine if that was the actual plot, putting fucking gerbils up her ass. <laughs> oh, somebody read the book. Is that from the book? Because I've never read that before. <laughs> it sure is. I'm not going to go into it here, but it is uh, ferocious. Let's put it that way. It's a subway rat, not a gerbil. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So this motherfucker pushes these people out of the way like Moses part in the fucking season. He's like, hey, Paula, how you doing? I, so remember when I saw you earlier? Come on, come to my private room. I want to show you something. And I'm already like, holy shit, this guy's going to fuck this lady at this art gallery. While her, her husband awkwardly talks to his ex. Yeah, and they just tell each other how fucking great they are. Like, oh, you're such a good person. No, you are, Gary. Like, shut the fuck up. And like, he's like squeezing a single tear out as he watches his wife go into some room with some rich douchebag and he's like there she goes what a trooper and janine's like oh you're such a good dad he's like yes i am (laughs) i sure am gary's christmas and then during this we learn that she dated both nick and gary in high school and that basically everybody at this fucking gallery went to high school together which fucking barf like kill me if i'm hanging out with people from high school when i'm in my late fucking 30s i got my high school reunion invitation and i was like well fuck that noise i skipped mine it was that 10th ave fucking burrito in red bank fuck you Not only do they want me to pay for uh, uh, a plane ticket to go, but they're like, yeah, it's $600. I'm like, how about you eat shit and die? <laughs> I'll do you one better, Connor. I didn't even get a fucking invitation. Did anybody else think that the uh, this room was lit very poorly also in this scene? Well, it's also seemed like they tried to make it bigger than it actually was when in reality it's like 15 people shoulder to shoulder um, in tight close-ups. Like, were they trying to make it just look like a yellow light just encompassing this entire room? Was that supposed to be, like, the vibe for the art gallery? Or was that just, like, bad lighting? Like, what are we going for here? Somebody forgot to check the white balance. So, uh, so, so Nick has uh, Paul in the back room, and he's like, look at this piece of art. And she's like, wow, it's great. And he's like, nah, it's a piece of shit. Like your husband. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm going to sell it for a million dollars, and then fuck you. And then, uh... He's like, hey, uh, you want a job working in the gallery again? And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, come by tomorrow. And she's like, wait, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to be rich. Can we just, like, get hitched and I can just spend your money? And he's like, no, 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 no. You're my side piece. You don't get any money. (laughs) Maybe eventually when the hush money has to come around, but not now. No, no, no. But then he'd get his uh, lawyer to do that, and then he'd go on to get indicted and go to jail for three years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he'll tweet about it all fucking day. So we go. So we come back to Janine and, and Gary, and they're just hanging out. And she's like, ah, I just want a stable relationship because I'm in my 40s, and everybody wants to play high school here. And he's like, yep, I just love my wife, and she's just a dumb bitch. He actually says that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's verbatim. No, Gary's like, oh, I'm having such a good time, but not really. And uh, Paula comes back over. She's like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And he's like, wait, I got to go say hi to Nick, even though I didn't say hi to him. And then he walks away. And then, like, Paula's talking to Janine, and she's like, uh, hey, you know, you really lucked out with uh, with get Mary and Gary. She's like, huh, what? Oh, yeah, well, you know, I could have went to prom with Nick, but I went with Gary instead, and then, you know, the rest is history, and she's like, yeah. Such a fucking weird thing to just say to someone in a conversation. I know, and she's like, you must be really happy because he seems like such a nice guy and a good dad. She's like, yeah, I guess so. Bye. And then they fucking leave. She's like, I could have been a duchess! And just runs out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fuck home! Fuck! The sad thing is, though, there's people out there that are like this. This movie wouldn't exist if that wasn't the fucking case. I know. That and like think about like the source. Like this is this is this is TV for women and like this is their idea of like a holiday moral. It never comes to fruition because there is no moral. No. This movie looks like it was made only for women to sit in a bathtub sad and just like drink wine to themselves, like and then maybe laugh at this awful woman. I don't know who this was made for. She's like, Oh, I hate my life, but I hate this other life that we're gonna get to in a second. 
It's just like you can't have it both ways, lady. Like it's it's what you know what I mean. Like appreciate what you got, but she doesn't even learn that. Anyway, I'll, I'll save my big zinger when we get into uh, Earth Two. On the way home, Gary pulls over and steals a branch off the side of the road as their Christmas <laughs> tree, and he comes home and he's like, "Yeah, look at the Christmas tree." And the older daughter's like, "Fuck you, Dad." And the younger daughter's <laughs> like, "Yay, we got a tree!" You could take your sincere attempt and you can shove it. You could take that branch and stick it right up your ass, Gary. Nobody gives a shit about Gary but the little girl. He just he just pulls down his pants and fucking smiles. <laughs> All right, honey, push it in. <laughs> Whatever to make you happy. Ooh, sappy. Looks great. Uh, she, I don't remember why, but she does go to the basement. Well, first she's she's laying in bed, you know, looking at her wedding ring, thinking about how small and inexpensive it is. Yeah, and like, oh god, my husband's just so nice. He just fucking sucks. <laughs> oh god, this is disgusting. I was, I felt so dirty. She's in her in her husband's bed, like laying there. And she's just daydreaming about, like, oh, God, this fucking ring is just so fucking small. I wish I had a big diamond on it. He had the audacity to get me cubic zirconian. How dare he? <laughs> um, and then she gets up and, like, goes into her kids' rooms. And she's just like, ah, you know, if I didn't have these two fucking kids, I could just leave Gary. Basically. Yeah, but that's pretty much the vibe I was getting. And then and then she takes like this little Santa that the that Olivia was making and she like takes it and just like collapses in the hallway and starts fucking bawling her eyes out because she just can't deal with her life or like any of the choices that she's made, I guess. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) And then she makes her way back down to the magical basement. Yeah, she's back in the fucking basement. She loves this fucking basement. Not only does she love this basement, but she's finally unpacking these fucking Christmas ornaments that she's been complaining about for the past three days that she couldn't find. Like... You had three days to find him, and you've been fucking off, like, going downtown, window shopping, and fucking complaining, and doing nothing. <laughs> I like how window shopping is not actually about the store, but it's about her ex-boyfriend. It's window stalking, but at last, she finds popsicle reindeer, and everything's okay. And that's, and then she hears the fuck, then she hears margarita coming from the fucking, the, the dryer. <laughs> margarita? Martina. No, it's margarita. That's what I, that's Paula's name for her. <laughs> She just raises her glass. Margarita, that's not my name. I'm not asking. I'm not asking your name. I'm asking for a drink. No, I'm telling you, <laughs> Margarita. And then she, I'm, I'm, I'm left to assume that she checks this dryer and then like boops her head in the softest way possible and presumably passes out. Hey, Connor, have you ever seen the Wizard of Oz? I've seen Coraline. I was like, she crawls through this fucking dryer like Coraline into the fucking upside down into her rich fucking life. So she crawls through her fucking dirty basement into, like, this clean, sterile-ass basement, and she's rich. And now she's flip-flopped. Well, crawls through her $200 dryer into the $1,200 fucking (laughs) front-loading, clear-circle dryer that I've always wanted into her rich life. Plus tax. Yeah, plus tax. It's about the only legitimate laugh I had the entire fucking movie because it was so weird. So she gets out, and, and there's this... There's a Spanish uh, housemaid there, and uh, she's like, "Mrs. King, Mrs. K, are you okay?" And she's like, "Huh? What? What? Ha- where am I? What, what is this? Uh, are you Margarita?" She's like, "No, that's not my name." She's like, "You're Margarita now." And uh, she goes, "She goes, are you all right? You bumped your head, Mrs. K." And she's like, "Why do you keep calling me Mrs. K?" She's like, "Mrs. Kensington." She goes, "Oh, Mrs. K." Kensington, as in Nick Kensington? I made my family disappear. (laughs) 
Dude, she runs around this house and relishes in the fact that she is now wealthy. And, like, she... Like, her children are effectively blanked for existence, and she's, but she's like, these fur coats are fantastic! Oh, yeah. She, well, fucking Sean nailed it. She's jumping on the fucking bed, eating popcorn. Dude, she literally, that's what I'm saying! <laughs> John Hughes Buchanan! She goes into Buzz's room and fucking goes through his private shit, steals his life savings, um, and his BB gun, and then she goes downstairs and she's looking at the tree, she's like, oh my god, look at this tree! Oh my god! Tiffany ornaments and blah, blah, blah! I'm like, dude, really? Ah, uh, Swarovski, I love it! And I'm like, who the fuck buys Tiffany ornament? Like, what? Rich assholes. Like, you must be some kind of, like, that is some rich asshole shit. That's fuck you money. That's fuck you money. This holy fuck I'm rich montage is like 10 minutes long. Like, oh, credit cards, fur coats. It takes forever. I would say there's like, there's only so much to say about it because it just goes on. Yeah. And look, she has credit cards in the fucking bathroom. And she's wearing sunglasses. While she's doing Well, it. she thinks she's dreaming, so she's like, fuck it, I'm putting on the sunglasses. She tries, like, every piece of jewelry on that she could find. I wouldn't mind that tub, though. It's a nice tub. Indeed. That's a good tub. Uh, so this chick's got all the trimmings, you know, like a nice house, big diamond ring, and all the prescription pill problems you can fucking handle. Yeah, the maid's like, uh, did you take too many prescriptions today? <laughs> what? Are you on your lithium again? <laughs> Everyone for the rest of the movie, and I don't blame any of them, think she's fucking nuts yeah she's like she's a fucking rich nutcase that takes like prescription drugs and spends her husband's money which she does um sands the pills but i think she's in the bathroom and like during the cutscenes, fucking slamming them down especially towards the end of this <laughs> during the cutscene. this is the part you can just take a nap during yeah until like until uh, a douche husband appears at seemingly out of nowhere he's been in the house the whole time while she's been running around jumping on beds oh no he's not in the house he's at work connor N- no 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 he's he's at the house no he pops in he pops in the door and just says uh don't come by today Goodbye. I'm fucking the less fortunate girl at my gallery. Bye. Pretty much in that tone of voice as well. He's just like, "Mm, can you not make uh, an appearance at all ever again? (laughs) And she's like ecstatic because she's like, oh, my God, we're going to have dinner tonight and blah, blah, blah. And Margarita's like, oh, I'm going to you got you got uh, reservations with Armando. And she's like, oh, Armando. She's like, yes, he does your hair. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be such a great day. And then I'm going to go eat at the fucking cafe on the hill with my rich scumbag friends i'm so excited driving my fucking maserati or whatever she's got and fucking hernando when she gets there is like what have you been doing to your hair have you been cheating on armando have you been he's like who's the sexual kitten <laughs> this guy couldn't have been any more of a stereotype and then gives her like a fucking 80s updo oh yeah it's horrendous looking what he does to her god edward scissorhands was a better barber <laughs> That's what it looks like, though. What's her face? Uh, the one that tries to fuck him in the back when he does her hair? Oh, yeah. He he attacked me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With those scissor hands. Also, like, when he goes to cut her hair, he just, like, it, the before it cuts, he just grabs, like, a big-ass random, like, just chunk of hair and just like goes in with the scissors really aggressive. I'm like, dude, Armando, chill. Oh, he's an artiste, man. Don't fuck with him. She ends up at lunch somehow. With her snooty fucking girlfriends. Yeah, and she doesn't know anybody's names because this is Flashpoint for her, I guess. And she's like, what changes to the timeline did I do? Hi, uh, Victoria? 
Yeah, this is how she finds out she's having a Christmas fucking party. She's like, oh, I do? Oh, I do. Wink. Who's Liz? I'm Liz. Oh. Of course. Duh. And her friends are like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? Have you been taking too many of your pills? Paula, are you taking laudanum again? Well, and she's like, oh, shit, I'm having a Christmas party. I better go buy my red dress. And she just fucking bolts out of there. She totally skips out on the bill on these fucking on these ladies. And she just runs back to the fucking the same shop with the same lady. She's like, well, she thinks she's fucking dreaming still. Like, how much of a lucid dream is this lady? She makes a comment like, man, this is a long dream. Well, fuck it. And then she goes to the fucking store. And gets this goddamn red dress that she just had to have. Well, she gets the red dress and she comes back with fucking like 20 bags in her hand. Well, she had to get those nighties from France that were $800 a piece plus tax. Now, was the implication here that she thought she was spending her husband's money, but then you find out like was it, it was actually just her money? And she's just, like, pissing it away. Like, I, I... No, it's still his money. I think at some point he does say, like, you, you just you spend all your time spending my money and being generally terrible. She does go see him at some point during this montage of terrible. Um, and his, like, receptionist, who I was convinced he was fucking the, the moment I laid eyes on her. Um, oh, oh, totally. Yeah. Was, like, was like, he's not taking any visitors. She's like, oh, well, walks in, and there's Sheila, uh, his, her, his Earth One wife. Oh, Oh, Sheila, gonna fuck my fucking publicist. And he does. Yeah, and both of them are like, "Who? why the fuck are you here? Yeah, can you leave, please, so I can keep oogling her? And he fucking says to his receptionist, he's like, he's like, yeah, if you uh, have any more interruptions today, uh, you're fired. Get out. I'll fire you and buy your house. My ancestor was Phineas J. Prune. Prune, 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 prune. Nick? No, prune. She's like, okay, bye. I, I'm gonna make a special dinner for us at home. And oh God, Christ! And he's like, he's like, uh, I'm gonna be late. Maybe you know, like after seven or whatever. Get out of here. And she's like, okay, bye. And she's like, I'm gonna have such a good Christmas present for him. I'm gonna buy us two tickets to Paris for Christmas. Cause who wouldn't want that for Christmas? That's that's such a that's such a poor woman's like fantasy vacation it's like paris like you think nick hasn't been to paris like so many times he's like i'm bored he goes to paris to fucking buy a suit you know what i mean like to have breakfast like this (laughs) man doesn't give a shit he goes to paris and then says i'm bored take me to africa so i can shoot something and watch someone cry i need to hunt people on a private (laughs) island what are those people in the news the sentinelese take me to them i want to dominate them Uh, so she goes home and she's like, hey, Margarita, can you make me a sexy fish dinner? And she's like, uh, sexy, ma'am? She's like, yeah, the sexiest fucking fish you got in there. Straight out of the freezer. Make it sexy. Yeah, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Uh, you know, put a fucking dress on it? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 ready? Fishnets? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. No. I could see it. I was gonna make a joke that she's like, she's like Amelia Bedelia and just does everything literally, so she comes out and like the fucking fish is all dressed up with makeup and a dress on. It's got lipstick on? <laughs> Your fish is pretty, ma'am. Thanks, Margie. She just takes it out back and starts sticking it in her. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. god. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It just looks so good. Oh He's fucking the fish instead? That's ah, a dream anyway. Who cares? <laughs> god. The laws of humanity don't apply. I'd rather fuck this fish's mouth than you. It's got lipstick on it. So she's like upstairs taking a bath and she's like, I'm so happy we're going to Paris because in Paris it drizzles and in summer it sizzles and Paris we're going for Krimbus. Yeah, she really sounds like she's hopped up on some fucking pills. She sounds like Nancy's mom at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street like, locked, locked, 
flocked. Oh yeah, she's fucking drinking wine and fucking eating Valium all day. <laughs> well, that when Martina's basically like around the corner and she just like shakes her head and said, "Ah, I guess the girl finally broke." Better call that doctor. Yeah, and she's like, this is how it starts. They just fucking start losing their mind. So, yeah, and then eventually Nick comes home, and uh, Paula has a fucking glass, uh, a fistful of wine. Uh, wait, wait, we skipped a part. Uh, she gets out of the tub, and she finds out that, like, Gary's, like, hanging his the lights on Nick's house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Gary is, uh, is, the, is, is the fucking Tiny Tim of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Tiny Gary. Hey, man. Yeah, we used to date. What can I say? I chose my lot. Now I'm hanging your Christmas lights. Enjoy. You got any of that Razzleberry dressing for me? <laughs> my lights don't work. <laughs> I'm diseased. <laughs> That's how dark can we make this? I don't know. Pretty dark. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it gets any darker than us uh, implying that uh, uh, the sweet old Mister What's His Face from Home Alone Two just jumped into a bathtub with a toaster. Oh, Mr. Duncan. Oh, Mr. Duncan. This is for baby's day out. See you later. Going in the tub with the toaster. (laughs) Two turtle doves. He goes in the tub, the fucking toaster hits, and then he gets teleported into a different dimension where he's no longer in the VHW home. Uh, Well, you know who's fucking picking him up for the ride. Hello! I knew you were gonna join me soon. Get in, Mr. Duncan! Get in my talking car where I may have sex with. But it's like that scene at the end of the last Harry Potter movie and he's with fucking Dumbledore and like the white uh, fucking train station. Oh my god. Now the idea of John Hughes Buchanan driving around with Mr. Duncan in the fucking talking cart. This is beautiful. You just have, like, under the bench instead of Voldemort, it's fucking Frankenstein. We're going to save Christmas, Mr. Duncan. I lied. We're going to destroy it because I live to destroy reality. What's Ernest P. Worrell doing? Yeah, so she sees Gary decorating her house, and she's like, she's like, Gary's working for me? How quaint. Anyway. Reggie's like, hey, Gary, didn't she snub you at the prom? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, don't you, didn't you like her, like, a lot, a lot? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, aren't you upset that she married the rich guy, and you're poor, and you're hanging up the rich man's lights? And he's like, hey, Reg, why don't you go fuck yourself? Are you sad yet, Gary? I'm trying to make you sad. <laughs> Every fucking scene, Reggie's trying to make Gary sad and, like, question his life. Because he's like, you're too fucking happy, Gary. You need to be sad. Reggie's actually not real. He just exists in Gary's head. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Fight Club. He's like he's like that fucking dude from The Machinist. Like, he's just not there. Fucking Reggie, he says his lines of dialogue, and then he just, like, clocks off. Of the, I'll be back when you need me on another day of shoot. I only got two lines of dialogue left. <laughs> he's redeemed hardcore at the end of this movie. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, big time. Reggie's just there to take their kids to the fucking school and put them to bed, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Reg, could you? tuck the kids in oh yeah sure we're going dancing uncle red i got my kids at home too uh gary but all right (laughs) (laughs) they can wait i guess nonsense reggie you live in my head kids are like daddy why do you sometimes call yourself reggie good night (laughs) slowly slinks out of the room one day i'll tell you what schizophrenia is good night kids (laughs) reggie durden did i ever tell you about that time i shot myself in the mouth with a gun yeah let me tell you why ikea is bad he's in bed with his wife and she's like gary or reggie guy you're gonna have to find out there is no reggie there's only gary (laughs) 
<laughs> in the sheets, that is. Oh, man. Reggie on the streets, Gary in the sheets. Oh, That's what we're doing, Oh, my man. God. So Paula's back at the house, and she's talking to Margarita, and she's like, hey, uh, I, did you get that fish done? Hey, pour me some wine. You want some wine? Let's dance around or whatever. When's Mr. K coming home? Martina's like, I gave you the fish hours ago. You took it upstairs. Yeah, Mr. K's off the lady. He's always fucking somebody. And she's like, oh, uh, okay, uh, well, it's going to be nice when he gets home. We're going we're gonna to talk, and we're going to dance, and we're going to eat, and we're going to go to Paris for Christmas. Happy times. And then Nick comes home, and he's like, God, I want to burn this whole mansion down. Oh, my God. This guy kicks the fucking door down. He's like... He's like, what the fuck do you want? She's like, she's like, oh, I made dinner. He's like, oh, yeah, fucking, I'm hungry. Just put it on the fucking table. And she's like, what's the matter? He's like, hey, can you turn off that fucking music? I'm tired. I don't dance. Why did you stop by today anyway? She's like, oh, well, uh, I wanted to give you a Christmas present. And he's like, oh, we already gave our Christmas presents to each other. He's like, we don't want any. And she's like, oh, well, I got an extra one. Look at this. We're going to Paris. And he's like... We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> Remember? Like the fucking Kill Bill's uh, song starts playing. <laughs> She's like, oh, what? And uh, yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, we're getting a divorce. It's like, remember that was your idea like a whole fucking year ago? Remember when you said you just wanted my money and you didn't give a fuck about me or what I was doing? He's like, did you forget that you're an awful person? And the divorce is said to be finalized at midnight on fucking Christmas? Like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. He also sneaks in some dig against her art skills in there. Yeah, he's like, you're a shitty artist. And this conversation's over. You're a flake, Delia. A flake. Yeah. <laughs> You'll always be a flake. Goodbye. And so... So this woman is so terrible and so vapid and so unlikable that she made herself the villain of her own fantasy. Yep. Yeah, she changes her hairstyle and everything. She starts walking around looking like Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> now, the thing is, like, she's like, oh, well, there's, you know, you know, didn't we try to make it work? And he's like, we went through three fucking years of counseling. And she's like, yeah, but but I picked you at the prom instead of Gary. And he's Whoa! like, yeah. And she's like, but I picked you. And he's like, and? and? And she's like, and then? But you! She's still a piece of shit! She's like, but this is supposed to be my dream where I'm rich and we're happy or whatever. Nope. I deserve this life. He's like, I'm going to go take some peyote and sit in the basement, okay? I deserve this life. Like, listen to this fucking woman. I know. She's literally the same person she was since the beginning of this fucking movie. She's like, I deserve to be rich just because. Yeah, she's never fucking satisfied. Yeah. I bet on the wrong horse. Don't you get it? I'm happy now. We're not getting divorced. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> she wasted her monkey's paw. <laughs> <laughs> That last fucking finger curled up and that shit turned to dust. It was it was the middle finger. It was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's how they get you. It was like, I've got something for you, you terrible woman. Uh, so then she just mopes for like a half an hour. Oh my god, this goes on forever. And, like, I didn't even take notes because I was like, Jesus Christ, this is the same shit over and over again. She's just fucking moping and telling and saying like, oh, this isn't the life I wanted. Like, I got the money, but not the guy. And if I go back, I got the guy and the kids, but not the money. Uh, I, I don't know what I want. Well, she tries to go back to the dryer and the fucking uh, Martina's watching her like, uh, are you <laughs> yeah, okay, Mrs. Right. K? She's like, no, I got to get back to my other husband. Before that, she's laying in bed like tapping her feet together like fucking door. <laughs> Her ugly oh fucking toes. Oh my god. <laughs> She's got Barney Rubble feet for sure. Oh, there's no place like home. There's no place like Gary, even though I fucking hate him. <laughs> like, 
Oh my god. I guess Gary's good enough. Question mark. Yeah, and it's not this scene, but there is a scene later on where she's also like crying and she's like having this bizarre like uh flashback to when she had her kids and her husband. Before that, she's like she rolls up on fucking Gary's house cuz she like goes outside where she basically is like, "Oh, Gary." She's like, "Oh, you remember, you know, how how's our kids in our on our house?" And he's like, "What?" And he's like and she's like uh, uh, your kids in your house. And he's like, oh, they're fine. You know, Olivia and uh, Eleanor, they're great. And he's, she's like, okay, great, bye. And then, like, later that night, she gets in her car and, like, creeps on the fuck on Gary's house the same way she was doing it on Nick's house. Yeah, but she goes up to Gary, like you said, he's he's working outside. And she's like, ah, you want to you wanna come to lunch with me? And he keeps like, ah, no, I'm good. He's like, not really. Man, he's got, he's got like, just like bail after bail after bail. after. He is so committed to not going. She's like, it'll be fun. I'll pay. He's like, no, I got a sandwich that my wife made for me. My wife made for me. Thanks. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, you could drive. You could drive. You could take me. How, how, I'll tell you what. Remember Bluffs? We used to go to Bluffs. You want to pick me up at like 12 and we'll go and we'll eat and we'll catch up and we'll suck your dick or whatever? And he's like, no. And she's like, but I'll let you drive my car. And he's like, still no. Still no. <laughs> Sandwich from my wife. I'm going to eat it. And then I'm going to go home to my wife. She pulls, she reaches into her wallet and she's like, she's like, here's some money. Do it. Gary's like, I can't go. I'll be at my own funeral and just like shoots himself in the head with a nail gun. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. This woman is convinced that like uh Janine like stole her family from her. She's like, she stole my family. You just suck in this timeline. Yeah. She sucks in both timelines. Oh, that's true. Look at me, Gary. Don't you want me, Gary? Well, and then she takes herself out to lunch. Yeah, she does. She takes herself out to lunch and she's looking out the window and some fucking lady's walking by with her kid. She's like, ah, that looks like my kid. I'm gonna go run out there. And she like tackles this fucking child. And she's like, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. You're not my kid. You just had kind of similar clothing that I bought her, but not really. Yeah, maybe. And you were kind of blonde-haired, maybe. Eh. I don't know what my kids look like. <laughs> and the mother of the kids like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> it was <laughs> yeah. Like I would have fucking decked this lady. She sees her one kid and she's like she's like, "Ophelia." She's like, "My name's Olivia." She's like, "Whatever." She just like turns to her daughter, "Don't worry, this woman's crazy." Smile at the crazy woman. All right. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Yeah, this she doesn't even look like her daughter. It's just like a small child that looks that has the vague shape of her daughter. It's just another little girl, basically. Yeah, it's just a little another another little girl from the back. Is this better or worse than when Lara Flynn Boyle just like tackles a poor woman and runs into her house in Baby's Day Out? Oh my god, I was thinking about that. I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I was thinking the same goddamn thing, Connor. (laughs) I'm gonna say it's not as bad. Only because of, yeah, the entitlement. That was like a rich motherfucker literally kicking down a poor person's door and being like, give me that baby even though it's not mine. This is just some random bitch fucking running up to somebody on the street. She goes to Gary's house after that. She sure does. Knocks on the fucking door. Oh my God. Talk about fucking awkward. And she's just hanging out with fucking Janine downstairs. And then uh, she's got to use the bathroom and Janine's like, oh, well, you're going to have to use the one up upstairs because this one's broken. And Paula's like, fucking of course it is, Gary. You're shitting all over Gary in this timeline, too. What the fuck? And I'm like, 
You fucking haven't learned a goddamn thing! You can't be mad about your old life and then get your new life and then be mad about your new life and then turn around and say you want your old life and then bitch about your old life again. You just summarized this whole movie in that fucking paragraph. <laughs> yeah, basically, she's just an ungrateful bitch. <laughs> she's just a literal piece of shit. It's back to Earth 1, she's like, I miss Nick. Gary's like, will you kindly shut up? Well, she goes upstairs to use the bathroom and she's trying to like act like she doesn't know where she's going and then fucking tiny Gary walks up fucking and hobbles up to her. Ah, I just came back from the church with my father. What do you need? She, she grabs this guy. She's like, I miss our life together, Gary. He's like, what are you talking about, bitch? Like, we dated for like a month in high school. I like that he thinks that she's just talking about like prom. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, that was a long time ago. So, But uh... they didn't go to prom together. She picked Nick this time. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. He's like, thanks for reminding me of you not picking me at prom. Michael J. Fox was there and got them to kiss at the fucking Enchanted Under the Sea dance. Timeline matches up. Get your damn hands off for Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking James Buchanan was there, and he, or Joe Buchanan was there. He's like, ha ha, yeah, play that guitar. Reggie's like in the background, like, ah. Really wish I would have stepped in there, man. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't, Reggie. You're not physical. Welp, see you later. <laughs> not not yet, anyway. I haven't found a way to extract you yet. So she's just fucking dropping crazy all over Gary. And bless this man. He's so patient. He's like, he's like, look, yeah, you, you're hurting. You're, you're a real asshole. And, you, you know, you... you you, you, you're kind of crazy, but, you know, I'm sorry. Like, let's get you help or whatever. And he's like, she's like, yo, I need my kids back that are downstairs, and this house is mine, and you're my husband. And he's like, ah, oh, you can't be saying that shit because my family's downstairs, okay? So why don't you just shut the fuck up and get out of my house? Yeah, he just feels really bad for her. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Earth 2 Janine is, like, yelling up the stairs, Gary, do you want the white out of the blue shirt? I need an answer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should bring it up there, Gary. <laughs> and Gary's like, I'm just a nice guy. I'm sorry. Because she's been listening on the whole time. Like, like Gary's his own constant. He's like, I'm, I'm the same in every universe. There's unlimited universes, but I'm always the same. After the heat death of the universe, there will only be happy Gary. Um, uh, uh, I don't know where she, again, it just feels like this was part of a long thing where she's like, I'm sad because I don't know what I'm doing. It's just her, like, she, she invites him to the party that she's having the next day on Christmas Eve, and they're like, yeah, uh, no, no thanks. And she's like, but, but. You gotta, and they're like, uh, no, we're gonna stay home, thanks. Bye, get out of our house. I'd, I'd rather die. Fucking, what's his name, Bernie? Reggie? Reggie. <laughs> Poor Reggie, gets no respect. Reggie walks in, he's like, hey, everyone, and she's like, you wanna come to the party, Reg? She's like, uh, no, I'm busy watching Gary's kids. <laughs> On Christmas Eve. Yeah, I just tucked him in again. So she leaves, and Gary and uh, Janine go out dancing. And um, Paula goes back to the house and just kind of... Again, like Connor said, it's just it's just her like going on about like or just feeling bad because she can't get back to her old life. Or it's her in a bed going like I miss my old life, man. And then at some point, like she like 
buys expensive gifts for her daughters. I'm not sure when exactly that happened, but it happened somewhere during this. Oh my god. Oh, that's towards the end. Yeah, yeah, that's later. She she goes in for attempt number three to go back into the fucking dryer and doesn't work again. She's like, I just gotta go home, Martina. I just can't get back home. And she's explaining to this fucking maid about how, oh, I, I, I have a... She's like, oh, do you have family, Martina? She's like, I have three kids and I have a grandson. You never asked. She said, good for you, Margarita. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're the hired help. Why would I ask? Slams a bottle of wine. (laughs) Well, then she goes on about, oh, I have a husband and I I have two girls. And she's given the whole spiel about her real life or whatever the fuck she thinks it is. And Martina's just like slowly dialing nine. (laughs) <laughs> one, one. I wished it away. Now I hate this life, and I'm jealous of the old life, and I wish I had that back, but not really. Yeah, it's it's a weird scene. I mean, the whole movie's weird, but this mo- this scene in particular is very weird. She tells her that her and Gary love each other, like really love each other, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm surprised Martina didn't call someone to come in with a fucking straitjacket for this woman. I think this is when she leaves, and she starts like. She she starts going on this mission. She's like 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 that parallel to fucking Groundhog Day, where oh, like yeah. she's like, well, maybe if I change some of the things I do, but not really. Yeah. Like I'm gonna make up for it with presents, basically. Yeah. Also, Martina probably didn't call the police because she's like, oh, you're drinking absinthe again. I'll just walk. <laughs> <in there." laughs> she, she's drinking morphine, is what she's drinking. <laughs> oh yeah, just like prune. She she learns from the best. <laughs> How about some of this to calm you down, madam? God, imagine if that was the butler in the fucking movie, was that guy? Oh, man. If Blossom was in this, that would make me really happy. He's not in. (laughs) He's not in. Mr. Nick is not in. (laughs) He's the secretary. Yeah, he's the secretary. Completely with that same dress. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she, like, buys a bunch of stuff for her kids. Uh, I can't remember what. She does a couple other things. Um, She buys a new drill for Gary. (laughs) I want to buy my fake husband a drill. She throws a couple hundred to the, like, sidewalk sand, and the guy literally sees the money she puts in and runs off with the fucking money. (laughs) Yeah, with this Salvation Army donation box. He picks up his thing and walks off the street. He's like, ho, ho, holy shit. And he picks up the fucking chimney and runs away. He's like, that's going to pay for my Christmas gifts. I just set this thing up on the side of the road and people just throw it in here. <laughs> Fuck the kids. Santa's getting sauced. Can we can we talk about this, th- about her getting gifts for her children? Because this plot line pans out in the stupidest way. Po- I don't want to get into how it pans out, but let's talk about it for a second. <laughs> we figured it out. About how it how it all comes to fruition. Oh, we know, we know. Well, I have an idea too, and I'll I'll be curious to see your idea and then see if it, how it compares to my idea when we get to the end of the film. She goes back to the dress shop and like buys these gifts for her two daughters that aren't her real daughters in this timeline. So she just buys these two gifts for these two little girls, and she's like, "Oh, I need to deliver tonight." And the woman's like, "But it's Christmas Eve," and she's like, "Here's five million dollars that I had in my pocket. Can you make it happen?" She's like, "Well, of course, I'll have it delivered tonight." Yeah, and then she orders the drill to get delivered for Gary at the same time. Like, okay. She calls somebody on the phone. She's like, "Yeah, that's my Amex card number. Can I buy this drill for my fake husband?" Okay, thanks. Bye. Christmas Eve. Bye. Nothing. Nothing shows you how much you're of a person you've uh, changed into when you do an Amazon order for a drill. She's got. Prime. She couldn't even deliver it personally. She's like, someone else can do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> right? She's gonna. She's gonna see these people tonight. That's what I said. I was talking. I say that to Jules when we watched. It. I was like, why the fuck didn't she just like drop them off? Why is she paying this woman? She's making Nancy Grace fucking do it. Because it's weird that she bought them presents. It's fucking bizarre. She's like, Nancy Grace, take these to my children. Like, hey Gary, hey Gary, I bought your 
girls some really fancy fucking outfits for literally no reason. Yeah, just write them a write them a check, like Mr. Duncan. That's when he finally that's when he finally reaches over and grabs the phone. He's like, I'm calling the police now. Okay, lady. Whatever you say. He's like he's like, You made Happy Gary call the police. <laughs> Happy Gary became concerned, Gary. Happy Gary will remember this. <laughs> Reggie's all behind <laughs> Reggie taps him on the shoulder. I'm right here, Gary. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to call. Mm-hmm. I'm dialing the numbers for you as we speak. Are you calling the cops? No, Reggie is. <laughs> Who? <laughs> so, so the party's going on this Christmas Eve party, and so okay, so we're trying to wrap this fucking movie up in this party. So this is where all these plot lines kind of converge, and it's fucking bizarre. Oh yeah. Uh, so she's not downstairs because she doesn't want to face all these people and like her. What is Nick- this fucking Casper? I <laughs> I, I want to go have, hang out your potty cat, but I'm not a real boy. <laughs> My mom's going to come and turn me into a boy for one night. Martina comes up and he's like, she's like, those are Bruce Wayne's guests down there. <laughs> The Wayne Corporation is uh, paying for this, so you better get down there and have some crab cakes. She just, she just didn't want, she didn't want to run into Ra's al Ghul again. I think that's what happened. He was back from the dead. Is Nick Ra's al Ghul? <laughs> you left me in my home, dead. She goes downstairs. She's like, "I saw you die." <laughs> so yeah, Nick's there with his with his girlfriend. Uh, so Nick's there with his girlfriend, and um, and we just see some random people there. I think Gary shows up with his wife with uh, Janine. And uh, then we cut to upstairs, and Paula's just, like, full face of makeup, like the gaudiest shit you've ever seen. She looks like a fucking six-year-old in Claire's in fucking 1996. She looked like she got shot with a makeup gun. Um, purple fucking eyeshadow that glitters and shit. And she's just sitting in a bathrobe, and uh, Martina comes up, and she's like, hey, what's the matter? And she's like, I can't go down here. I don't know what to say, blah, blah. She's like, oh... Just say, nice dress. How are the crab cakes? Blah, blah, blah. See, it's easy. I can be a rich person, too. And she's like, oh, thanks, Margarita. You're always there for me. She's like, my name's Martina. <laughs> she gives her uh, She gives her a gift. She gives. She breaks out a fucking gift for Martina. Uh, not yet. Well, she has to come down the stairs in her $1,200 TJ Maxx dress with her tits fucking flying all over the place. Oh, yeah. This whole fucking this whole fucking red dress shenanigans comes to a head when she actually gets this goddamn dress. And she's strutting it down the fucking stairs, like Julie said. And those fucking nipples are blinking like fucking blinking <laughs> beacons, man. Isn't this where, like, it's she just, like, it's almost like she grabs the plot and says, point A, point B, point B, point C, and then I'm done. Uh, pretty much. Because she just hits a bunch of, like, goalposts at this fucking party, and then that's basically it. Yeah, she goes up to uh, Nick's girlfriend, and she's like, you know what? I'm sorry. Now, mind you, this woman hasn't lived that whole divorce scenario. Okay, so she 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 really can't feel anything about that except the fact that she's like, oh wow, that happened, <laughs> because she goes up there. She's like, she's like, you know what? I hope you and Nick are real happy because I never actually had a relationship with Nick, only with Gary. So enjoy. And she's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> enjoy the life I never actually lived. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, what the? F- okay, whatever. Here's my question: Do you think in the actual reality this woman? is being divorced from Nick, or they're actually happily married. I think they're borderline getting a divorce because he's totally coming on to Paula in the other life. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. There, there are two constants in all universes, Nick being a douchebag and Gary being unflappable. Yep. <laughs> Poor Gary. Tiny Gary. <laughs> would uh, would Gary be Elastic Man and his wife would be uh, the one that got killed by fucking 
Who was that again? Oh, you're thinking of, you're thinking of Identity Crisis, aren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, Sue Dibney. Sorry. <laughs> this is now the Phantom Zone, guys. <laughs> um. So yeah, she walks up to Sheila and she's like, she's like, "Good luck, bye." <laughs> so then she goes up to Martina. She's like, "I got you a gift. Why don't you open it?" And she's like, "Okay." And it's a fucking set of pearls. And I'm thinking to myself, like, lady, you gave this fucking woman a set of pearls. How about a fucking raise? How about a goddamn check? How about something she could eat? You can't fucking eat pearls. Well, realistically, what she gave this one wouldn't matter because in a few moments, this reality is going to crumble and cease to exist. Oh, oh, yeah. All because of this scene. Because she's like, Gary, you came. And he's like, here, I got you a gift. (sighs) And she opens it up. And guess what it is? The fucking ornament. The first Christmas ornament. The magic ornament. That she fucking broke. Now, hang on a second. She, they're not together in this timeline. <laughs> okay, no, I, okay. You see where I'm going with this? Hold on. So, so they're not married in this timeline. So that means that that ornament is his and Janine's first Christmas ornament that he's gifting to Paula. No. Yes, it's gotta be. No. Yeah. They have the same fucking kids. They look the same. <laughs> that doesn't mean they have the same fucking ornament. Oh, it's the same. But it is the same ornament. It's got to be. It's even in the first Christmas box and everything. And then guess what happens? They kiss each other because what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Smoochy down. What the fuck? Well, the reality is already collapsing at this point. Dude, he didn't Gary show up with his with Janine? Yes. Wasn't his wife like 15 feet away? Yeah. And he just like fucking smacks Paul right in the lips. I'm like, okay, I guess nothing matters now. <laughs> Dude, it was open mouth. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then the fucking universe collapsed. Yeah. The, G- Gary was like Thomas Wayne at the end of Flashpoint. He's like, this reality is going to die anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's tongue open up, opens up the portal back to Earth One. <laughs> Shoots reverse flash in the back of the head. He's like, run, Barry, run. <laughs> so she fucking, so she wakes up in her fucking basement. On the floor. On the floor. <laughs> with a mild concussion. <laughs> oh, my, like how long has this girl been out? Holy shit. They have like one of those Inception machi- machines plugged into her. Oh, my God. You were out for a long time, honey. Welcome to the Matrix. We unplugged you. <laughs> She's been out four weeks. It's the 4th of July. They're waking her up. They're like, come on, man. You're going to miss the fireworks. What happened? You're in a coma. Gary died. Who? Oh, no. I'm back in my shitty life. Uncle Isaac Hayes and Shades are outside. <laughs> Grandma has custody of the children. You have nothing. Then she wakes up again. She's like, oh, my God. What is going on? Hell of a dream. She wakes up back in Nick's bed. <laughs> oh, God. Holy oh, shit. Jesus. Now, that would have been dark. I thought this for sure this was going to end with like her waking up in bed with Gary like in Nick's house with the kids. I thought that's how this was going to end, but it doesn't. Oh my god! Like, really, go George McFly. With that would have been double down, da- like, like double downing on the fact that like this this movie has no actual moral. No. <laughs> yeah, and she ends up rich anyway. Yeah, like you you still need material possessions to be truly happy. Be a piece of shit, and you'll get what you want. That's the moral. Or be a piece of shit and get nothing. We don't care. Mm, either either way, whatever which way you want to have it. We didn't really pick a side with this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bert Kish was like, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, well, we, we, what we were trying to really convey was the fact that, you know, materialism is uh, bad, but, um, you know, we, it all happens anyway because we're all pieces of garbage and Merry Christmas. He's like, I'm kind of a nihilist. <laughs> For the Lifetime channel. <laughs> hey, I can get you a toe. And then she's like, I love my family and then the movie ends. You just glossed over a bunch of shit. Well, they go back upstairs and the fucking gifts arrive. <laughs> that she bought. Oh my fucking god! So, what's your theory on this one? Okay, my theory is 
Joe Buchanan was like, Nobody's fucking up the time continuum except me, so those childs are getting those presents. All right, well, I, I like your version way better than mine. I just thought it was Janine. Oh, the Earth, the, the Earth One counterpart. It's the only way it makes any fucking sense at all. Oh, because she's the Paula of this universe. Yeah, minus that she's not with Nick, but. Maybe Gary is a polygamist. No, I think Gary just needs to get hit in the head with a fucking drill, and then that's his movie. Are you saying that the gifts that they get are just like Thomas Wayne's letter to Bruce Wayne at the end of Flashpoint? So many Flashpoint comparisons. Yes, basically. (laughs) But, again, it's Mr. Duncan and Joe Buchanan delivering the gifts and the two turtle doves on the tree. The Flash is pushing the car. (laughs) So then Gary goes up to Paula, and he gives her a gift, and she opens the gift, and guess what it is? It's the first Christmas ornament together that they got together. How, though? It's glued together. It's got to be. That's bullshit. I know it's bullshit. <laughs> because you know what? You know she swept it up and threw it in the fucking garbage. Unless Gary went through the trash, which he probably would because he's that kind of guy. He's a nice guy. That is that old-ass fucking ornament that crashes and smashes into a million fucking pieces. You're never putting that back together. Ever. Gary's very patient. Gary's like, in the three hours you were asleep, I uh, sifted through a junkyard and found every single piece of this ornament. You were out for a week. I had plenty of time. Merry Christmas. (laughs) By the way, you have long-term brain damage. Um... (laughs) So she kisses Gary. She's like, oh, Gary, I always loved you, but not really. But thanks. But I guess I'll settle for this life. Okay. That is really what she does. She fucking settles. Yeah, pretty much. For the the life she already had? Yeah. Yeah, and, then, and then just one more little happy scene when Reggie walks in. He's with Janine. Oh, oh Reggie and Janine. She got she got Reggie, and Reggie's like, I'm really Gary, but not really. So Gary is a polygamist. But we couldn't show that in the film, so that you know it's this guy. Are Reggie and Janine both not actually there? Like is Janine inside Paula's head? Oh, <laughs> interesting concept. That's a theory. But they're like seeing each other somehow. I like that. Like they're two imaginary friends hanging out together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they. Oh, your imaginary, your imaginary friend married my imaginary friend at the Christmas party. We're hosting a Christmas party at our house. They didn't have money to buy anything, and they're having a party. Yeah, and suddenly there's like twelve people in their house. Who the fuck are these people? When were they going to have... Why, why are Why are we having a party? What are we talking about? I also don't believe for a second that Paul has any friends. Oh, no way. Hell no. Here's the thing. That, that there's a part of this plot that they, you know, it probably got cut for uh, time, you know, it was a TV movie. There's this whole subplot where, uh, let, let's just say for the sake of playing devil's advocate, that Reggie and Janine are real people. Um, you know, they live with them. You know, they just had to cut that plot point for time. They live in the basement. That's where they, behind the Christmas presents, or the Christmas uh, ornaments. No, they live under the laundry. Well, that's why she kept going down there. Oh, my, they, yes, they live in the laundry pile downstairs. They're like fraggles. Does that pile of laundry talk, too? It sure does. So, yeah, and then everybody's like, yay, we love Christmas. Even the older girl, Eleanor, cut to black. And then kick up that fucking shitty jingle bell song. Do 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 do. And then and then tiny Gary says, "God bless everyone." <laughs> and then he died of polio. Oh fuck! Oops. Uh, what a fucking basket of garbage this movie is. This movie has no moral. I'm not even sure why the fuck it was made. Um, 
it, it like it could easily be like that garbage ass like lifetime movie where it's like oh i did all this bad shit and now i'm going to go you know it could be like a you know a version of the of uh, christmas carol which i thought it was going to be um uh, but it's not 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 at all she didn't learn a goddamn thing i i think like the only thing worse than this nowadays is like fucking hallmark uh, movies just like at a glance I'm like those are toasted shit well I feel like this is more of a Hallmark movie than it is a Lifetime movie that's what it feels more like that I would say it used to be able to watch like Unsolved Mysteries on Lifetime and now it's this yes that's right I forgot about that <laughs> Robert Stack was scary as fuck. So we're doing the trashing through the snow thing, guys. So um, where, um, what, what present is this under your, uh, or guys and gals, I should say? Uh, what present is this underneath your tree? Uh, this was like opening my stocking and finding a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Is this human shit? What kind of shit are we talking like, about? Like, like, like anything. Like probably human shit. Um, <laughs> Santa dumped in your stocking. Santa took his sock, my stocking, and just pooped in it. <laughs> Yeah, Connor's gonna love this. <laughs> ho, 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 here's some shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm gonna take this fucking movie, and I'm gonna go dump it at Mount Crumpet, because fuck this shit. <laughs> and this is, to, to double down, if this was an actual gift that wasn't a piece of shit, um, I would secretly call this person's relative who gave it to me and ask for the receipt. <laughs> the gift receipt comes with it? So I could so I could go fucking give it to the store that, that uh, sold it. Uh, even the Grinch wouldn't want this on DVD. Um, it, there's nothing redeeming about this whatsoever. Um, it's just pure lifetime shit like there's like there's no lessons to be had it's just very ugly the whole fucking movie is just ugly and i and i hope that people aren't actually like this in real life because goddamn it's very much not a christmas movie whatsoever it's like oh it's like the worst parts of christmas um it's all the consumerism about christmas in in one fucking shitty fruitcake of a fucking movie this for me is a gift from someone that felt obligated to get me something. <laughs> so they were at fucking Rite Aid and they saw the little jewelry section and picked up a piece of shit rhinestone bracelet and wrapped it and gave it to me. <laughs> that I will never fucking wear. And it goes in my jewelry dish and lives there until it rusts and falls apart. Here's a mug. It has a dog on it. Bye. <laughs> Even that would be better. <laughs> I would love a dog mug. I don't want a fucking bracelet. This movie's snowman poop. What? <laughs> what the fuck is snowman poop? If you know what snowman poop is, it's it's this, uh, you know, my mom, of course, of all people, had to have this stupid shit, uh, no pun intended, is <laughs> literally just a bag of uh, cotton balls that just says snowman poop on it and you know supposed to be kind of a funny way but you're just left scratching your head you're not really sure what the joke is uh it doesn't ever melt so it doesn't really live up to its name and uh all around it's just a piece of garbage um not really sure why uh someone paid money for it um you're just kind of um confused <laughs> Snowman poop. Uh, yeah, this is one of the few movies we watched where I can just sit back and say, like, oh, it's objectively terrible, and there's really nothing, uh, there's nothing good to extrapolate from it. It's just really bad. <laughs> Bert Kish can fucking kish my balls on this one. I tell you something. Yeah, it's like the worst kind of bad movie. We just walk out of that going, like, what the fuck was that, and why does it exist? Yeah, I, I asked Joe while we were watching it if this was a good choice. He's like, yeah, 
it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage. It's perfect. Like, like at least, like at least the worst, of the worst, like fucking Death Note and House of the Dead, like have shit you can just like laugh at because one Uva Bowl is out of his mind and Death Note is just like wacky as shit. Or even be mildly entertaining, spectacle wise. Yeah, but this is just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's like you think about it from a Christmas standpoint. I mean, Christmas that almost wasn't has like some weird charm about it just because it's so fucking out there. And Santa's sleigh has a few good kills and just Goldberg's just giving it his all. So you can be like, eh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's because they all have a weird novelty feeling to them. Like when I thought about it, uh, the Christmas that almost wanted reminded me of some Dr. Seuss movie I saw a long time ago, like 10,000 Hands on the Piano Keys or some shit like that. No, it's the 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. There you go. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I saw that movie years ago. It, I love that yeah, flick. Um, it reminded me of stuff like that I saw as a kid. So I kind of had a soft spot for it. And like fucking Santa Slay, there's a pro wrestler playing Santa Claus. Like, do you have have to sell the movie any harder than that no <laughs> this is like why should i watch this you shouldn't never again will i watch this <laughs> don't fucking do it that's unless you want to torture yourself i mean whichever i mean unless you're one of those people that has snowman poop then i guess this is just a yearly <laughs> tradition i like to torture myself every christmas with the holiday switch Thanks, Bert Kish. God bless you oh excuse me I- i'm sorry let's get that from tiny gary again god bless you Everyone? Everyone? <laughs> Everyone except Paula. Yeah, you know, I you know, improvised a little bit, you know. No, he he died. That's why he didn't finish. Oh, I get it. He, like, died mid-polio. With a mouthful of razzleberry dressing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's the Holiday Switch from 2007, directed by Bert Kish. I'm Joel LaScola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. I'm Julie Lockwood. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Here we are, you and me in our house, with our kids downstairs. You you know what? You're, um, you can't, uh, you can't be saying those kinds of things because my family is right downstairs. (laughs) 